The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Good afternoon. Great episode of UFC Unfiltered with Matt Sarah and myself. We have Sergio Pettis calling in for the first time and our pal Rashad Evans calls in again. And we talk about Mexico and what not to eat. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. UFC and digital media present UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Welcome, welcome. Now, I'm not sure if Matt wanted me to say this, but we have a new way of starting the show. It's really great. I actually told you not to say it. Oh, I, I apologize. I, you should know if I, you don't, you said you don't know if I want you to. I thought it was a good that. way to get started. We did a high 10. We sure it, did. It looked fun. <laughs> we sure did. And what people don't know is that I initiated it. That's right. Then, that's two high fives at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And I feel like it gets the energy really cooking in here. <laughs> I, I feel closer to you now. I'm happy. We have Sergio um, Pettis calling in today. <clears> we also have uh, Sugar Rashad Evans. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to them. I have a couple of questions. Yeah. I've, never, I've never talked to uh, Sergio, so it's <clears> nice to have him on for the first time. Headlining uh, the uh, the main card, UFC Fight Night. Pettis versus uh, Moreno. He's fighting Brandon Moreno, number six against number seven. Mexico City, that is uh, this Saturday, August the 5th, when I will be in the Borgata in Atlantic City. So you can do both of those things. Oh. You can come watch me perform and then go and watch this fight. It's a great night of entertainment, starting with them. Um, that Bogota is a nice hotel. Let me tell you, it's amazing. It's one of my favorite places wow. in the world. And uh, Alan Joban there. is fighting Nico Price and uh, also Sam Alvey against Rashad, which is why Rashad's calling in. That's a tough fight. That's a good fight. That's a great paper, fight. That's a really good fight. I like the matchup. I mean, Alvey's always in, he's always in it. Yeah. He's always in the fight. Always smiling. He's gonna come to fight, and Rashad needs to win this fight. What's Rashad's three straight? Three straight. He's lost. I, th- I want to say something in six. 18-6 or something like that? I could say probably some, uh, Give me those last three fights when you get a chance. Yeah. Rashad's 19-6-1. Okay. I know Dan Kelly beat him. David Kelly. Dave, David? Is it Dan Kelly or David? No, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, you have Rashad's. Why would I correct Matt Sarah? I don't know. Why would I think? I, and the fact that I'm like, I just did this with your pinky. I just tweeted this little pinky. Mm-hmm. My mistake. Rashad Go. lost to Bader, Glover Teixeira, and Daniel Kelly. But Bader, was that? How was that? That was a decision. A decision loss. A, a, a decision, and so was uh, David Kelly was a decision. Yeah, split, get, decision. split decision. Split decision. Did he get, was it a, David Kelly again. Did I just say it again? I why think am I thinking did. Did, oh, did you, he created the practice, I think? No, no. I actually know why I am thinking of that name. Why? Okay, here's a random... Your last girlfriend's name is no. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be very honest. There's a, a, uh, there's a great uh, documentary. Hold on, let what me just make called? sure. Um, David's it's, it's about the Children of God cult. 
Oh, it was a that's crazy a segue. It was a cult. Oh, and uh, a lot of sexual weird. abuse. It's a really sad documentary. Yeah. But one of the survivors of that cult. Okay. Uh, she was a little girl. She was abused. Her name is Davida Kelly. And she's on Facebook. And I was thinking about her lately. And that's where I'm getting David Kelly from. Davida Kelly. It's, it's a weird. I just I, I keep thinking that name. Oh. And that was where it comes from. So it's, it's oh. a crazy jump. But your know, mind works in weird ways. The mind is almost like I think. Like, you know how when your computer stores stuff, it, it's like a lot of times it puts it in weird places and then it just grabs it and puts it together quickly. Oh, trust me. It's not all in one place. My mind's all over the place. So I, and your mind is like that. It just makes these weird <sighs> leaves, but that is why. So anyway, um, we have uh, Sergio and, and Colleen and Rashad. Hey, um, yes. Jimmy. Yes, buddy. I was going to ask you about that. What because is this? What, Matt, I, Matt, what does this look like when I'm holding? Two Benoit balls. Like two fucking testicles. Yeah, it green. looks like you're going to be, you're going to be, uh, what it, is it, this? It's, it's a, a long cord. It? Yes. Wrapped around two green balls. Yep. It almost looks like you're teaching Kermit a lesson. Yeah. Boo, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> Let me see. Look at the guy touched those. I'm, you could keep them. I'm not taking them. With they me. are. I even told the guy, you know where I got those? Hold on. They're rubbery. They're <laughs> bouncing. They're almost like, they're like practice. Uh, <laughs> click clacks. Remember yeah. click clacks when you were a kid? Yeah. Click, 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 click. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you're supposed to punch them or something. What is this? It's a long, well, listen, it's a I'm, long I'm, piece of rubber with two. Oh, this glowing ball. Oh, no, oh, the balls glow. I didn't even know it glows. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look at these things. Well, all right, listen. The glowing balls. It, listen, let's not keep you in suspense. Uh, I, you know, so I was on the, I was about, I was on the subway. Subway here. or the train from Long Island? No, the subway. Okay. So uh, I was on the waiting for the one train to come up here. And... This this uh, dude, this is a black guy, athletic, you know, with a skateboard. He he he, gave, he had his headphones in. So he sees me, and then he points and he's not smiling. So I noticed the guy probably watches the fights. So I, you know, I say my usual, hey, oh, hey you watch the fights? Yeah. He goes, oh man. He goes, do I? He goes, uh, you know, oh man, I, I can't believe I'm, I'm seeing you. He goes, uh, I competed versus one of you guys. One of you guys beat me or something. I don't know. I I guess in a jujitsu match or something. I go, oh, that's cool. And I, he goes, but look, and then the train comes and we're getting on the train. He goes, man, it's so funny I ran into you, man. I was just talking about you last night. And I was saying, man, if I run into Matt Saraman, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him some shit. <laughs> I go, what? So I go, yeah. I go, I go, I go, tell me. I go, what, do, I go, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, about the Woodley fight, man. He goes, why you, he goes, why you, you, know, you why you want Ty, uh, Tyron Woodley? Why? He's like, why don't you, know, you give him props? And he goes, and I go, he goes, he goes, with that fight with Maya. I go, look, man. I go, Tell me something. And then he goes, well, look, he, goes, he, he, he went right into, he goes, man, he took away all his, all his takedowns. He goes, and this and that. He and went I, into the Jim Norton yeah. argument. He stole yeah. my argument, this so well-muscled man. I go, hey, man, I go, well, look, I go, listen, I go, first of all, I love Tyron. I go, I go, my one of my very close friends, Dean Thomas, is his trainer. Yeah. I go, and, I, and he's always, a, he's a gentleman, and he's a, a hell of a fighter. I mean, he laid out Robbie Lawler. What do you have? So he said something like nine first-round finishes or yeah, something like yeah, that. He's fucking yeah. awesome. No, the guy's, the guy's a monster. Uh, but I go, I go, look, I go, I go, let me ask you. I go, he's taking away all these takedowns. I go, what if Damian Maya didn't take a step forward? What are we looking at? And he goes, oh, he goes, oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't, oh, I didn't think it that way. I go, all right. I go, you know, he's a nice guy. He wasn't like yeah. confrontational, but you know, for, wasn't really giving me shit. And then, you know, I, I cause then I go, well, look, man, I go, that's what I'm talking about, man. I'm saying that he's such a stud. I'm not attacking him. If anything, I think he's so dangerous that it's one thing if he survived, and he took away those things, and he's running from them. It's not even the case. He's taking away the takedowns. It looks, it maybe looks easier than it is, but he's taking away. He's taking them away, and not and, and he, but he's taking away, and then he's not going to hurt him. He might hurt him in the process, 
of giving him a shot and getting out of it, but he's not, then he's not coming. Why doesn't he, I mean, look, he could do some feints, go to the rip to the body, a couple shots. He, he could have the objective of trying to take him out. And I don't think that was his objective. He might I have fainted totally, a bit too much, yeah. If he fought him another how many rounds, I think he was going to keep doing the same thing. Although I did notice, I watched some of that recently again. Yeah. And a couple of the times uh, Woodley went in and threw a couple of punches, that's exactly when Maya was grabbing him. And it was almost like he learned every time I go in, this fucking animal is going to grab me and try to take me to the ground. The one thing that has to be, I guess, really taken into consideration, if he's saying he has his shoulders out. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Look, even during the last podcast, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, if your shoulder is out, you know. Sure, it changes the way you There was no indication. You didn't say nothing right afterwards, you know, but whatever. A day or so afterwards, everybody's everybody's bitching. I'm not making saying he made it up. I'm just saying. Sure. Everybody's bitching. And then he says. My fucking arm was out, people. Oh, it's one arm. I had one arm. He had one eye. What are you going to do? I don't know. Listen, all I'm saying is. Well, how do those things come into play? You've not addressed the green balls in the room, Matt. And I want to Oh, know. I never addressed the green balls. Yeah, I missed Piggy's so chin. So that's right. That's right. Second Kermit joke. Yeah, that's fucking sick fuck. Oh, shit. I'm lightheaded again. So anyway, so then this guy. So then we talked a little bit more about some fights. And he was a nice guy. So then he was getting off. He goes, hey, look, take these. He gives me these green balls. I go, no, no, really. So at first I make, I'm trying to be nice, like, like, nah, you don't have to give me a gift. And then he goes, no, 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 take them, man. You could punch them, you, and then you could hang them up. I go, no, I go seriously, dude. I go, this, it's a waste. I'm not gonna, I'm, not, I'm doing a lot more jujitsu now. I'm not even hitting things. I'm just trust me. And he goes, no, 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 I got a ton of them. So here they go. So Chris, the producer, I, I really, I didn't get you something last Christmas. I wanted to get the handles. That's for Chris. Oh, that's Chris. So those nice. are yours. You can punch them, you know. Okay, I'm going to. That's yeah, good. there you go. So that's what mine. Chris is getting, you can play. I don't know what you're going to do there with them, Jimmy. Uh, they that, look like a, thank something you so out much, of an S&M. Matt, that's very nice. Yeah. So there you go, Chris, the producer. I thought there was going to be a story like the guy gave Matt shit and then pulled this out as a weapon and Matt took it from him yeah. after throwing a Kamora. The guy gave me the most friendly-ish giving me shit yeah. that I, He's like, I was just talking about you last night. I want to give you... I said, I was going to give him some shit about that Woodley fight. He probably wanted to give you more shit, but then when you actually see Matt in person, yeah. you realize that so Matt's I told a, him. I go, all right, a squat, go powerful man. I go, what do you got to say? And then that's when he went into it, and then I'm like, all right, and I talked to him a little bit. He, yeah. wasn't a, he wasn't mean. He was nice. He was a good know? egg. He was a good egg. I'm sure when he was talking about me with his buddy before that. Oh, I'm gonna, uh, when yeah. I see that little fucker... Exactly. Fuck that little pizza eater. Fuck that little meatball. You know, and, then, and it was also... Uh, a couple of things have happened post... Uh, post 214, which was uh, Uzdemir called out Gustafson, and I think that would be a tremendous fight. Oh, yeah, I don't know how long oh, wait, it would go. Did he do that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. he said, uh, and I'm gonna quote him accurately. He was on Instagram, he goes, Let's increase the value of the next title shot. He's called Alex Muller. I need to figure out who the real king of Europe is. Alex, I know how great you are, and I respect you a lot, but I'm gonna knock you out, not because I want to, just because I have to, which I think is a great you know, because <laughs> yeah, he has no time. Uh, he's hashtag no time Jones versus the king of how Europe. old is no time uh, hashtag no time is that his nickname now yeah yeah he's, he's, 20, he's was that 22 seconds Vulcan no time Uzdemir how, how, Vulcan he, Vulcan 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 he hits hard Vulcan. they better make sure he doesn't try to fucking neck pinch him in there who do you think Jones fights next now Gustafson's <laughs> the obvious uh, choice suck. what Gustafson's the uh, the obvious choice it's only 27 Uzdemir so. yeah, I guess he has I think, I think Vulcan it should be Vulcan I got plenty of time the fuck it's not like he's 37 who do you think he fights next they can't all be fucking out of the park right there what well, that was a good point it should be a car crash if we had that sound nah effect. come on what were you gonna say who about do you who? think Jones fights who's next in line well who's number one right now yeah where's the put those rankings put the rankings up there. these Chris. haven't been updated though all right we'll just give yeah. it to fuck us before we we'll do at? we'll do a little math we'll oh, figure I it out look at this, I mouse. can't see what am I old <laughs> the, the mouse won't come on fix the mouse Chris you're breaking it you're spilling it you're spilling it here I'll just tell you Hold on now 
Um, well, it, this has John Jones at number one. Okay, so John yeah. Jones is the champion. Cormier's one. Okay, who probably else? at this point. Then you have Gustafson, Manawa, but I would assume Vulcan Uzdemir is going to move to third. What Glover was Vulcan Uzdemir? Five. So maybe he moves to four. Who's four? Glover Teixeira. Okay, yeah, he goes to four. So, and then you have five. Shoga and Corey Anderson, Ovin St. Pru. I mean, Gustafson. Yeah. Gustafson. It's the next choice. Is the guy. That's the next fight. Uh, I mean, that's the guy. They had dude. a tremendous who the hell, war. Who would want to see that? And not, and especially if the hell good um, Gustafson looks. Gustafson. I always looking. say Gustafson. I always say it wrong. But Gustafson against Jones. The first fight was incredible. The second fight is 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 absolutely warranted. Gustafson is now number his, one. Look at his last fight with first uh, versus Glover, man. Holy yeah. shit, he looked amazing. Where does Cormier go to stage he's number never one? Better. Cormier would probably fall to number one, but, but he's I, obviously not going to get the number no, one. no, no. I, I think that should be Gustafson, yeah. uh, and I think uh, Uzdemir is, is well intentioned to jump in there, and maybe he fights one more and then is next in line for the title shot. But I do not think that you jump Gustafson, and you don't have Gustafson doesn't have to go through him to get to Jones. No, I agree. And Gustafson really no. looked as good as you could possibly look in his last fight. So. Yeah. And, you know, you got to see with that whole reach thing. I mean, he's not so easy to kick in the head. Like, I mean, no. and he's fast too, man. And then, when you think about it, the guys, I guess, who gave him the most trouble standing, I mean, even, um, what is it, OSP? Mm-hmm. When he, uh, you know, they, he went the distance with him, another tall, lanky, That's another right. tall guy, a guy that he doesn't have any reach on. So that is interesting. Well, before you came in, when Chris and I were talking about John's movie up to possible heavyweight. Maybe that's his next move. He may want to fight heavyweight next time to well, grab some of that money he lost in the last two and a half years. But we were talking about heavyweight too. Okay, so let's just say Brock doesn't happen. We were going through heavyweights. Who could he possibly beat? Who could he not beat? I think he could beat Travis Brown at this point. Um, I, I think he would have a, uh, a very hard time against Kane. You, you know, Kane's just such a savage. I think he'd have a very hard time against Kane. We talked about uh, a fucking uh, Ngannou. And in, it's like, I, I also think that uh, Overeem could beat Jones. Even though Overeem's a lot older. Yeah. You know, he's such a great striker. Well, I mean, right. Well, they have the connection at Jackson Wing, too. That, so yeah, I don't know if they would, but. Yeah. I don't think oh, for that. A title, I, I, think I don't would. think Jones just wants to go up there and start fighting everybody. No, he doesn't. I think it's a very strategic move to fight Brock Lesnar. I think that would be one fight, and then he'd get out of there. Unless, you know, a guy a little lighter ends up winning. Stipe's lighter. How big is Stipe? I want to say 240, 235. Is that wrong or no? But, you know, Stipe's got to be 230. Think about Stipe, yeah. and uh, and I love Stipe. Because he hits like a well, fucking jo- oh, yeah, hammer. First of all, it, it's, it's no real upside for... Um, John Jones because John Jones is way more popular and That's I right. love Stipe I no, love, he's a bigger name I, Stipe knows that yeah well Stipe knows that too of course so it's like one of those things it's such a weird thing like that I mean how many yeah, too how many guys does Stipe got to lay out before people start saying holy shit Stipe and we talked you about Ngannou. I mean? That's a bad fight. Oh, I'm looking. Wait, when is, when is that? No, going no, no. Ngannou against JDS. I don't know. No, but wait, no, no. When is uh, Ngannou versus? Um, uh, oh yeah, what did you say? Junior. JDS. Yeah. When, when is that? I don't know. I'm gonna check right I'm now. Asking. I probably should know. But no, they, they, we talked about Ngannou fighting Jones, and the reach advantage is gone for Jones there because Ngannou has gigantic, long, 83-inch arms. That's uh, oh, John- that's September 9th. That's yeah. in Edmonton. Oh, okay. So that's coming up. That's a very look. Jones is a much more skilled fighter than Ngannou. Much more experienced. He can do everything well. But you know, you don't want to fight a guy who could literally break your ribs with one punch. Right. So I, I don't know if Jones would take that fight either. I'm gonna call Rashad by the way. Just you know. oh, we have to call him now. Yeah. <laughs> look at this. Look at what about the? Uh, what about me? When is this going down? September 16th, UFC Fight Night, The Rockhold versus Branch, which is interesting by itself. It's in Pittsburgh. That's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, September sixteenth. Mike Perry versus uh, oh the my Argo god! Owls. I wanted to Alves. see him fight Ponzinibbio, 
But uh, Alves is a great fight too. That's a ve- that's a very good fight, man. That's a and that's a good that's a really huge huge test for Mike Perry. Yeah, you know, and Mike Perry's really come into his own, man. Like you know, I mean, we have, I feel like we haven't seen him in a little bit. Right, we talked to him. Yeah, we did talk to him. Oh no, he's first of all fun guy. He's a very he's a really fun guy. I like I like the real guys, man. Yeah, I like I like when they're not trying to be too politically correct. He's just who he is. He's just that guy. Is who he is. Yeah. And again, anybody with the facial tattoos, you gotta let you gotta be like, all right. Yeah. If you've sat if you sat there, they're they're all in their life. Their life their life is set as far as what direction they're going in. Ah, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. All right, now, Chris. What else is up, Jimmy? Um, I'm feeling a little What's rumbly up? in my stomach. Yeah. My friend used to say that telltale heaviness, heaviness, heaviness in the back. Why is that? No, you got to no, go I, mean, I, I don't know. No, it's yeah. possible. It's a thought. At the moment, I had my first roll in a week. How did I feel? Away. Oh, it felt so good, dude. With the gi, I was sweating. Sw- oh, no. Jimmy's leaning forward. I'm listening. Two. I want to hear you. Oh, no. Can I not listen to my friend? I really hope it doesn't stink, though, yeah, well, I didn't do I'm it. not going to get mad at you because I'm a guy, and guys do that. But I hope it don't stink. Right, well, I, just hope I didn't actually drop. No? No. I can't wait to visit you and Sam soon. Why not? I was going to ask you about either tomorrow <laughs> or... Uh, oh, or um, shit. Next week, my wife's going out. Hold on, Rashad. What's up, buddy? <laughs> uh, no good, huh? I shake my head now. What uh, happened? He didn't answer yet. All right. right. What time is he supposed to be on? Is he supposed to be on We, we were a couple of minutes late. We were supposed to call him for like five minutes. Uh, okay, well, uh, hopefully we'll get Sugar Rashad Evans. On the phone, um, there was some more news I had wanted to cover, but I, I can never find my papers. I need to bring a computer here. I'm very, very sloppy. I'm um, reading the notes here. Oh, the uh, let's talk about DC for a second. That's funny. I was just reading that. Yeah, he did. Um, he had a really, he's such a humble guy. How can anyone not like Daniel Cormier? He said, uh, first of all, he said this about John. Thank you for those kind words. I felt the support. Congratulations to John Jones and his team. They did a phenomenal job and got the victory. Also to Big John McCarthy, I want to apologize for acting up with you. I'm thankful for the time you gave me to try and defend myself and stay in the fight. You're the best in the business for a reason. And then I, I think he said, fuck Herb Dean, which I didn't go for. No. He, he didn't say that. Uh, your time and energy is greatly appreciated. You guys did a wonderful job. I was ready. It's a fist fight and things happen. Mm. Dana White and the UFC, thank you for being the premier organization in all MMA. Again, congrats to Team Jones and Jace, uh, Jackson Wink. Love you all. I'll see you soon, DC. And then Big John responded, you have nothing to apologize for. You've been an incredible champion who has represented the sport of MMA with class and dignity. You also fought a great fight against an incredible competitor. It was an honor being in the cage with two of the greatest. A really nice moment. And Chris went back and found something, which again, uh, Matt remembered the interview. I did not remember this particular interview. Yeah. But uh, something that, can we play this? Something that DC had said before their first fight. I'm ready for the fight. Can I get any type of hint or a clue? Can you, give me a, can you give me a hint or a clue for something <laughs> I may be doing? Well, the thing is, like, um, he knows, he, I, I, do, I have tendencies, and I, I know what he's talking about because they're glaring. You know what? Check this out. If you, t- <laughs> if you tell me what I'm talking about, I'll tell you the truth. I know what, no, if, well, if that's what I'm talking about. That is about. a trick. That is a trick because what if I say some other shit? But <laughs> that is a trick because that's I may funny. say something yeah. else, but I know that there's one thing that I do that um that has gotten me in trouble if you want to call it trouble 
that I've been in a fight before and I haven't been in much trouble. So in the instance that I did get maybe a cut or something, I know it was because of that tendency he's talking about. You're talking about the Josh Burnett fight, but um, <laughs> you see, so maybe we are on the same that, wavelength. Oh, that will be figured out by September 27th. Okay. So don't think you're going to kick me in the head with your left leg. Wow. And that's before the first fight. And, um, I, I wonder, uh, it's so funny that Jones spotted that, uh, Jackson Wink spotted that, Cormier knew it, mm -hmm. and then it just, it's, it only takes a moment of forgetting. Like, like Chris shooting for the takedown on the wrong side with uh, Yoel Romero, like it's, it's weird. Like I guess in those moments, man, you, you know your game plan and you know all this stuff, but in the end it's a fight and you make that one dumb mistake and it fucking costs you. With the height difference, it's not a unusual thing to look out for. Like, you know what I mean? Sure, the head going the way. Oh, shit. I you mean, had to deal at, with that, right? Yeah, I mean... Did you go either way? Was there was there one thing you did like that? No, I mean, I, I, I got used to, like, if you see my fight with St. Pierre, I took away all his kicks where... But I had guys kicking at my head constantly. He never landed anything clean on me. Uh, and we were... We were it felt like a really good sparring day. Like, when I was fought... The first one. Yeah. <laughs> the second one with the Not shit. Not as good, yeah. But the first one... It just it just felt like a good day of sparring. Like I was felt good in the exchanges, and I was and I remember we had guys mimicking him where they were doing the same kind of kicks. Like you know, Longo's like, ah, oh, he's doing karate kicks to the head. It ain't shit. Longo's having these guys just kick up at my head. So when you see me fight him, I was fucking, I was moving with it, so I wouldn't take it on the form too much. But I was blocking him away, returning. It felt like it was just muscle memory. Longo I mean, didn't think those kicks were particularly nah, impressive. Longo was like, "Ah, he's overrated, standing." <laughs> Longo was great. So <laughs> he's fucking, oh yeah, Long, Longo really is the guy that make me believe that I could put this guy out. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I mean, you know, what did you say I, when you get back to the dressing room that night? You go back. You just fucking upset GSP. You go back to the dressing room. What do you do? No, you know, you're, you're, you're still, it's, it's kind of like shock, like in a sense where it's, it doesn't set in right away. You know, you know, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the second big John stepped in the, 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 to stop it. I'm like, that was huge. I'm like, it's over. I'm like, they can't start it again. I did it. <laughs> this is it. It's over. And then it kind of sets in and then it just, did you go out that night? It still feels good. Did you, go, did you go out that night? No. My guys in Texas, I, can't, I couldn't even walk through the lobby when we got to the hotel. It was ridiculous. It took it forever. And by that time, you're emotionally just, and you feel great, though. You're on like a high, an ex extreme high, highest you ever been. Yeah, like of a course. Drug. And it's just, everything's just good. And uh, I th um, then, then I had my guys, my faithful friends and students, they went and they found me a meatball hero. Somewhere in Texas. That's nice. I don't know how they did it. You wanted a meatball hero. Yeah, and some pizza. They get pizza too? I believe too so. Too bad you had to yeah. eat pizza in Texas. I didn't... It was so good. It was good. You know why it was good? Because you had won. Oh, it was great. Sat in a hotel and ate pizza. And then I looked on the internet and they go, he got lucky. I go, you fucks. You're yeah, ruining everything. I'm my meatball hero. I'm crying over my hero. Ah, anyway, enough of me on the glory days. Well, no, I, I'm interested in that. You don't get to usually ask a champion. Hold on, we got Rashad here. Rashad, when you beat... um What? Uh, no, we don't have Rashad. Oh, okay. What happened? Uh, Chris is just not calling him right. See our wrong number. So we um, <laughs> we have hopefully him calling him. But DDC is just such a, a lovely guy. Like, you know, again, of course, you knew that that him being upset was just because he got a concussion. And when did Rashad get in the UFC? When, when was that Ultimate Fighter two? Season, was, uh, was season, that, well, season, season one. Two. Oh, season no, two? no, season two. He was on. 
I believe. With Matt Hughes. Yeah, but when was that? 2005. That's a good... Is that your guess? Yes. No, I think he's... You maybe six it. maximum. I think he's off. Uh, th- yeah, let's see, actually. What is yeah, it? Yeah, November 5th, 2005. Yeah, I'm good at dates. I'm good at dates. Did there you ever watch season four of The Ultimate Fighter? I did. It's been a long time, though. What happened? Uh, I won. Oh. It's not the point, though, Jimmy. I'll watch it again soon. Watch it. It's fun. Um, I wonder how Matt Hughes <laughs> is doing, by the way. No worries. I mean, Robbie Lawler mentioned him in his uh, yeah. in, in the ring um, interview. He said he's been fighting, and it was really nice to hear somebody mention Matt Hughes. Yeah. I guess they were close. Oh, yeah. Or they still are close. Yeah, of course, yeah. But uh, I wonder if Matt Hughes has any improvement, or, or does he have a, what they call a, a, a TBI, a traumatic brain injury? And those are motherfuckers, man. Because you don't know how long it's going to be, and I'm sure his head hit the window and you know, inside the truck. I don't know. Right. I, the only reason I don't keep bringing it up is because I guess they, if they'll if they want to, you to know something, I guess they'll let us know. They will, yeah. You know but you I think mean? about it once in a while when you. Think I of, think about it all the time. Actually, I don't know. It, it comes to me a lot. I actually asked Rob. I, you know, I asked how he's doing and everything. He said thank you. And, you know, he's you know yeah he just you know same as same yeah. As I, he didn't really I didn't really he didn't really get into it too much, but you know you could tell it was. Heavy on his in his mind, you know, Robbie Law. What Robbie Law is a great guy. Just yeah. a very, even when I used to have beef with, with Hughes and everything back in the day, like he never, you know, I always got that guy never got involved. Like he was always a good dude, you know. You know what I mean, Jimmy? Sure. Yeah, he is a good guy, and uh, you know, I just hoping that Matt Hughes has some improvement. Yeah, there's nothing official from the family, but you, you know, you see some stuff over the last couple of weeks that like. Slight improvement, but it's nothing official, so I don't... Can he open his eyes? I I don't know know. any details like that. I, I, You know, people get those once in a while. And I had a a cousin who had a very bad accident. She she had a brain injury. She was in a coma. But she came out of it, and she's okay now. I think once in a while she said her memory's a little fucked up, but I mean, like, that's the price you pay. Your memory's a little... All right, fine. I mean, I'm 49. My memory's a little fucked up. So it happens. I'm 43. Uh, you look good, though. Not a Thank day over 35. But uh, you hope that, uh, you know, you, you just hope he's okay. And you forget how long people are in the hospital with this stuff. There was an HBO documentary years ago on, on traumatic brain injuries. Really sad because you realize how people just stopped at these amazing points in their lives. And it, it's literally like one guy had gotten married and he's with his new bride. He was sitting on the second floor balcony, second story. And he was drinking with his buddy and he just fell off. Oh. And then he's fucking loopy and like, you know, helpless and like talking all fucked up. But I think they did a follow up a couple of years later and he's much, much better, which was so nice. Like, I really was happy for these people that recovered. It does happen. You can get better from it, but um, it takes a while. There's actually a great documentary called The Crash Reel, which I think was on HBO as well, about this snowboarder named Kevin yes, Pierce. I saw that. And he was like uh, a rival of... Um, the, Skateboarder, not Jason Ellis. Uh, you no, know, Sean Hawk. Is Sean White or whatever? No, Snowboarder. Oh, I like Sean White. Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they were rivals. They were going to go to the Olympics, whatever. Kevin Pierce had a, a very bad accident, and then it kind of like follows his progress. But isn't he okay now? Yeah, but he can't compete or, or anything. You know, he had a very bad. Well, I want to get back to the fights because you guys are depressing me. Listen, <laughs> you know this fucking. Do you know the co main event is uh, Randa Marcos? versus uh, Alexa Grasso, yes. which I'm very interested in. That's a good fight. Yeah. That's a really good fight. Who was Randa, uh, Randa's last fight versus? Oh, now Chris will pretend he's thinking, but he's really looking yeah. it up. No, look that up because she she's tough and she won, I believe she won that fight. And it was versus. I got tell me that fight because it's on the tip. It's, it's in my brain. Yeah, but. it was against Carla Esparza. That's I was going to say that it was against Carla Esparza. She won that fight. She won the fight. And that, yes. was, that was a tough fight, though. I don't know if you remember. Split it. decision. I it was a very it. fun fight. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, and now, and Alexa, she just got, she just got beat by uh, Felice. Exactly. Is that correct? Yes. 
Whew, now, this is interesting because Felice, um, Felice was all over her, but she definitely outgrappled her, if I remember correctly. Yes. And that's what Rhonda's bread and butter is. I mean, Rhonda. Am I saying? Am I Randa. 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 Yeah. Randa. Sorry about that. Randa. Uh, Randa's, a, she's a good grappler, man. Really good grappler. So Alec, we're going to see if Alexa made those corrections and if she's able to to stop the takedown, because that, that that's what Randa does, man. She strikes her way in, and she's got some she's got some good grappling. Yeah. You know, that's a good fight. I want to see that. I want to see what if Alexa. She's a young, tough fighter. I want to see if she made those corrections to see if she's able to deal with this with the grappling. You know, she doesn't seem lost down there, Jimmy. She seems good, right. but she definitely got out hustled by uh, Felice. Big test. Yeah. Big test, Jimmy. It's big you, test for Chris you, right now. Chris the producer. He's made, this is the eighth time he's trying to call Rashad. He's probably taking a dump. He'll yeah. call us when he can. All right. Leave him a message. Okay. You're panicking. It's probably. Well, no, you, eh, it's funny though. All right. Oh, We're, cool. Rashad, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rashad. Hey. Listen, what do you, you think? Um, I wanted to ask. I'll talk about Rumble Johnson. Yes. Do they know each other? Do you want to talk about Rumble Johnson? Yes. I seen him over the weekend. Did you say hi to him? No, well, yeah. I said hi. He's a nice guy. I said, what was he doing? We didn't really there? talk. I don't know. He's running around, though. Ah, uh, cool. All What's right. Up? Oh, Rashad Evans uh, on the phone. I uh, know you're going to no? do it, too. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's right. That's not nice, I'm, I'm thinking. You th now, listen. I really hope the guy picks up. He's in Mexico. I, I, you know. Oh, is he in Mexico? I'm guessing if the fight's this Saturday. Yeah, so you're trying to say there's no phones in Mexico? No, I'm saying there's a lot Why of bathroom would I attack issues. You like that, Jimmy. Oh, there is bathroom issues. Ah, huh? no ice in my drink. I went there before. My I think they figured it out now, though. Yeah, the hotel's probably a better filtered water. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, come again? Love to. <laughs> I got action this morning. Did you really? Yeah, it felt good. You always tell him I get felt good. I'm happy. Look, I'm happy. He's happy. Smiling. I didn't get action this morning. I got to lose weight. Yeah, you look good. All right. I was doing good yesterday. I dieted like the whole day. What'd you have? But then at, the, at night, you know what I cheated with? What you cheated? I know what I cheated with, Jimmy? Probably nothing big. Not bad. What? A teaspoon. Okay, tablespoon. You got me. I can't lie. I'm not a good liar. <laughs> I'm not a good, I was going to say a teaspoon in Nutella. A tablespoon! Nutella. Oh, creamy and delicious. <laughs> and I just opened it up and it was a little warm. Oh, a disgrace. You just dumped your spoon um, in there? Oh, <laughs> maybe twice. Fuck it. How many tablespoons? Bro, just what? How many? How many lumps? How many tablespoons? Oh. Come on. I, I had one? one. And then my kid had one and maybe didn't finish the whole thing. So you had some. I maybe one and a half. You don't want to waste it. Or two. But the thing is this. I, I was good all day. And then Nutella, they say Nutella's not that bad for you. Nobody Who says that? The nobody. Nutella. Frank Nutella? My wife. Oh. My friend. <laughs> 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 Why Frank Nutella? I couldn't think of a fucking worse name. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh. So your wife goes, oh, go ahead. Have I might some. just pass out, Jimmy. She wants you to have some? My wife, I think my wife really likes to keep me chubby, Jimmy. And, she, I, and I said it before, and I will not change my uh, my stance on that. She chubby chaser? She or, do you think, chubby. or do you think that she doesn't? Well, one, she, she watches all those midget shows. So I think she has, she has a little bit of a fetish for the short people. Okay. So, you know, there's that. And then there's two. I think she just, it's more of like, again, she doesn't want me walking around in shape. Cause I'm a, I'm a charmer, sure. and and you know my personality. Girls like funny guys. Mm -hmm. It could be a 
Allegedly, I've, I wouldn't have experienced that, but I've heard. <laughs> Jimmy, seriously, every time you ever got laid is is not is well one. You're a good looking dude. That was, this I'm an average looking guy, and I've gotten laid Stop for two reasons. Stop sucking in you. God, I'm not like sucking in. I'm not. No, I, once I go, I'm you're a good looking guy. You start doing this, like no, no, no I didn't. You turn into a in. fucking Jimmy Norton no, the superhero. No, I actually just looked at it. and I was like what disgusted. No. I was when disgusted I said with that, my stomach. When I first said it, you were sitting back in the chair, and it's like somebody had a thing where they're pumping up a thing. You went. Oh no! Here's what happened. Your chest came out. It wasn't. I looked down. I saw my gut, and I leaned in like that and looked down at it disgusted with the fact that I could see it over my belt that was utter self-hatred I'm just square we really I'm like are a like fire two, hydrant of a man we're like two fucking middle-aged fucking <laughs> yentas they turn into the UFC's podcast what happened <laughs> fucking fatso and jizzbag were complaining about their bodies <laughs> it's kind of fucked up that I'm fatso I'd Who rather be you jizzbag <laughs> you can't be maybe you are Can I be, well you're not fatso maybe I am no you, I think the other one fits better <laughs> jizzbag you fucking jizzbag I'm only kidding Jimmy Jimmy, all I know is Rashawn Evans got his hands full with fucking Sam Alvey. Who's I like to ask him right about it. Mexico. I don't like Chris Where are they? Mexico? Yeah, Mexico, yeah, Mexico City. City. Shit, man. And I want to hear about him training with the, the great Mark uh, Mark Henry here in New Jersey. He was in New Jersey. Was he? Why the hell wasn't he in studio? Well, right, not, not now he's in Mexico. But, uh, you know, I want to see how, how'd that come about. How'd that come about? I'd like to, I'd like to ask him, Chris, the producer. Can we try to call him up? I've been trying. I'm, I'm talking to John. Uh, are you hiring? Me? Yeah. Toyo Tires? No, it's not. Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you know where to put your uh, job to put the to find the best candidates? Me? Well, you where you post your job. No? Yes. I'm ruining this whole read. Go. You're not ruining the read because it's a fair question. It is. People hear that and they go, where can I post my ad to get the best recruits for my job? Of course. Zip Recruiter. Matt, you understand the products that support this show. Oh, Zip Recruiter. You can post your job to 10, uh, no, to 100. What? 10 was good, 100 is great, 100 plus <laughs> job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job. It's better than anyone else. That's why Zip Recruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, Zip Recruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on Zip Recruiter Get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. That's great. What a time saver. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Absolutely free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. One more time to try it for free. You go to ZipRecruiter.com slash unfiltered. UFC fighters are tough. You already know that. But you know what else is tough? Toyo! That's right. Toyo Tires. Matt said it. That's why Toyo has been a proud sponsor of the UFC because they're all tough. Just like UFC fighters, Toyo Tires are built for battle. They handle adversity well. It's an all-or-nothing philosophy. Durability, aggressive design, on- and off-road capabilities. Why do you need to ask stupid questions? Yes to all of those things. Living life on the highway? Toyo has you covered. Spending some serious time off-road? They have a tire for that, too. No matter what you drive, Toyo, that's T-O-Y-O, has what you need. And frankly, look, the tires look cool. Now, I know we all like to pretend that doesn't matter. It does matter. You don't want sucky, ugly tires. Wow, Great car, sucky tires. It Boo. looks bad. Boo. It's no. like putting on a suit and a pair of white flip-flops. 
You'd look like an ass because, because the, your tires look terrible. Mm-hmm. You need good tires that look good. Any vehicle, every terrain, all or nothing Toyo tires. The next time you need tires, ask for Toyo. Look, you want to experience more? Visit toyotires.com backslash UFC. T-O-Y-O. You have nothing to lose. Try them. T-O-Y-O. Toyotires.com backslash UFC. I'm sorry if you heard that crash, me throwing a pen at Chris. It was fun watching you. I was trying. You see me like I'm swatting a fly? Eight times. Not looking at me. He's being rude is what he's being. No, he's busy. Looking at the I'm sorry, Chris, the producer. I didn't mean to attack you like that. No, I wanted to show you. I wanted to, you know, while we got a little time to kill, I'll read you a compliment that I got from the show. Uh, what, uh, I did everything right for the Verizon. Oh no, wait, this is my wife. Texted about. I had trouble with my my count. Abel Trujillo versus Land of Anada. That fight is going to be a very fun fight. That is uh, UFC 216, which is October 7th. I always like seeing that Lando fight. I do too. Look at, listen to this. What I get. I'm being told we're getting Rashad in a second. So God, 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 motherfucker. Look at it. Just, just the, from all my preaching of jujitsu. This is nice. I get a lot of these. Hey Matt, just started at my local Tenth Planet yesterday. That's the Eddie Bravo sure. affiliated schools. I'm a shorter guy and was nervous. Hearing you on Unfiltered being absolutely in love with it, I decided to go. Thank you for the inspiration, and I can't wait to start looking for limbs. Ha ha. That was him doing the ha. That's good. That's great. I, I don't even know what the hell this guy's name is. I can't. Oh, Kenneth. Hey, Kenneth Schaefer. There you go. You got a shout out. I'm glad you're training over at uh, one of Eddie Bravo's schools, yeah. training jiu-jitsu. We should get it's Eddie on the you. show. I'd love to talk to I'd Eddie I'd love Bravo. to have Eddie in here. I'm cool with Eddie. I yeah. like Eddie a lot. I've hung out with Eddie before. You know? Oh, this is great. Oh, wait, wait. Do we actually have Rashad Evans? Yes. Hi, Rashad. Hey, what's up, man? Hi, buddy. You're talking to Jim and Matt. Are we interrupting something you're doing that's important? No, I just got done training. Just finished. Oh, you did just finish. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, h- how long do you have to go down to Mexico City? How long before just to adjust to the uh, the altitude and all that stuff? Uh, well, I did uh, three weeks, man, just to make sure I got acclimated to the elevation. I mean, the elevation is one thing. Everybody talks about the elevation. But um, getting accustomed to the food and stuff like that is just as important. You know, if you're not careful, uh, as you can end up on the toilet. Yeah, I've done one thing in Mexico. I shot MTV pilots years ago, and I avoided everything. I dude, I had no nothing, no ice, no nothing. The night before my shoot, which was on a hundred and two degree beach in Mexico, I have a cappuccino, and I forget that's made with water. So I'm running into a public <laughs> toilet while doing a shoot on a beach. It was not a good pilot. <laughs> nah, it's, it's not. And that, but that's the thing about like I, I was just like that too when I first got here, avoiding everything, avoiding everything, but. Uh, eventually something gets in. Something gets in, just you're not thinking, you know, you're not paying attention, and next thing you know, uh, you're like, your stomach's bothering you, and you're, you're on the toilet. And, 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 and from what I've seen in the UFC, having loose stools is not the place to fight when you, uh, not the place, being that guy is not the place to be when you have loose stools. So have you had, did, how long did it take for it to happen to you this time? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, it was, uh, it was probably like uh, three days into the trip, I was sick for about, about six days. Oh, well, wow. Yeah, okay, so that's a long time to be sick. Yeah, the good news is it might help with yeah. the weight cut, though. I might go there for a cleanse. Yeah. I might go <laughs> chew on some ice cubes and just it, shit yeah. myself. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's what I was hoping on, but now, then now I got used to it, and now it doesn't affect me anymore. Oh, shit. Is that what happens, though? Once you start I, doing it, you're okay? Yeah, once you start doing it, you're okay. I probably can drink out of the hose right now. Oh. 
<laughs> Yo, uh, let me ask you. Do you have the? Uh, <laughs> well, I won't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> do you have the great Mark Henry there with you? Yeah, Mark is coming up uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Now you know I, I seen you've been working with Mark Henry, who I'm a good friend of, and I, and I love his work. I think he's one of the. Uh, Best and underrated. People don't talk about him enough, you know. Uh, now tell me, how did yeah. you get together with Mark? How'd that happen? Um, in 2013, I worked with Mark right before my fight with Chelsea Simmons, oh, and that... it was just a good fit, you know. Um, stayed in his house for a couple of weeks, and uh, you know we had some really intense training sessions, and just just the work of alone, you know. Like when you when you work with Mark Henry, you're not just going to get you know a regular coach. Uh, you know, giving you um, certain assignments. This guy's going to put you put you through it. You know, he's going to test everything. And, um, you know, you get yourself a little notebook and you write down, <laughs> you know, all the stuff that you need to know. And, you know, right now i got a book full of codes that, that i got to know for Saturday. And it's just, you know, part of the homework, part of the mental preparation that goes into uh, getting ready for a fight, you know. And Mark is, you know, very meticulous about, you know, every technique. And, you know, he's not afraid to... You know, keep being like, no, 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 no. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. You're not doing it right. Over yeah. and over again. <laughs> He's like a mad scientist. I seen that notebook before. I, I it's like Henry yeah. Wink Winkler's one from what is that Waterboy? He's got a lot of plays in it. Somebody, be, he better guard that thing with this. <laughs> He's got yeah, this I'm notebook. He's you, always but, writing. But, you, but, it, but it's so different because everybody has different, different, uh, different codes on there. There in that notebook. So you'll never know, yeah. you know, if you're looking at Frankie's or if you're looking at, um, you know, Marlins. It, it's just it, the codes are totally different. Everybody's book varies a bit, and he he remembers everybody's book. Now, now Rashad, you know, I've 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 had a couple losses back to back before that I had to come back from, and I know how it can yeah. stress on you mentally. I've been there before, and I and personally, I would just remember why I got into the game and remember that I just love to fight and try to do it for the right reasons instead of having yeah. that weigh down on me. How are you How are you feeling mentally going into this? You know, have to have, you know, having a, a few three straight, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, but that's also exactly how I'm feeling, you know. Uh, you know, the, the hardest thing is just um, getting past the ego. Yeah. Getting past my ego and just getting past the part where, you know, I know I haven't fought to my level and I know that, you know, um, you know, I'm not where I used to be, and I know what people say about me. And getting past that ego part, suffering the first, the first, just I guess surrendering just to my ego and and, and who 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 I thought I was based on other people's opinions. You know, um, no matter what people say about me, I was who I was before they knew who I was. You know, I've always had that that belief that I was a champion. I've always had that. That, that, that belief that I can win and beat these top opponents before I did. So when I have to now build myself back up, I have to abandon that ego that I've got so accustomed to, that person who, who, who I've let these people build me into and just go out there and compete for me. And and the th and the thing is of of the three losses, I mean, okay, one was a rough one with with Glover, but you, uh, I mean, you you were in uh, two out of the three decisions, a unanimous decision and a split decision against Daniel Kelly. So it's not like you were out of those fights. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's just just the way it breaks. You know, I felt like um, even in a Glover fight, uh, just the last of concentration, I felt you know me and Glover first exchange that you know he was powerful, but I definitely could stay in there. But I just got 
you know, sloppy with my technique and, and uh, he was able to catch me. And then, you know, the fight with, uh, with Daniel Kelly, uh, I just wasn't, I just wasn't aggressive enough. I was out there and I was in, in spar mode and, uh, just didn't, just didn't click over, you know, and sometimes, uh, just, just the, the overanalyzing, you know, while you're in the fighting is paralyzing. And, uh, you know, sometimes you gotta throw, turn your brain off and just, throw punches and then eventually something great will happen. Do you, uh, was, did the drop down in middleweight affect you any differently than you thought it would? Um, it, it, it did just, just on, on, uh, on just refueling, you know, one thing that I know the difference is, is when I was at two or five, it didn't take me that much to get back to my hundred percent, uh, strength level, hundred percent, you know, uh, endurance level, just because I didn't have to cut that much down. But when I cut down to 85, I didn't really refuel properly as far as like making sure I did a little bit extra to get in the, the proper fuel so that I'll be have the proper endurance the next day and the proper strength the next day. So uh, it, it's just, you know, now that I know that, now I know the adjustments I got to make, and now I know that I just got to continue to eat and, 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 and uh, drink and all all day and all next day, despite the fight nerves and everything else like that, you know, because I, I get terribly nervous before my flight and, and it uh, kills my appetite, but I got to push past it. You do get nervous before the fight, and how long before the fight will that usually kick in? Oh, man, like, uh, I usually sleep good that night, and then I wake up in the morning, and then I'm just like, oh, shit, it's fight day. <laughs> and then the, the immediate nerves of of what may happen, what could happen, starts to kick in and then I try to tell my brain, turn that off and, and stop that and then try to have some positive thoughts and then uh, I go and hang out with my friends and laugh a little bit and then I stop thinking about it a bit and then I eat a little breakfast and then, you know, I start thinking about the fight again and then, and then it usually, it usually gets me about, probably about uh, two to three hours before I have to leave. Two to three hours before I got to leave because that's like the downtime where I'm just like pretty much by myself and then I'm just sitting there and then like usually right before I leave, I just go like, fuck it and just go. Do you ever look at the clock? Like say it's uh, you're fighting that night and it's a you know, pay-per-view. It's going to start at 10, whatever. Do you ever go, okay, look in 24 hours, this will be over. When I'm scared, I start looking at the clock and going <laughs> yeah. in 12 hours, this will be over. My, I will have experienced yeah. it. Yeah. I do that. What, what I, what I do is I, uh, I make like a, a goal in my mind. I'd be like, you know, in in 24 hours, I can just be sitting on the beach, relaxing, doing whatever I want. And then that would be something that I'm working towards, just like freeing myself to go for that 24 hours, just like where I can just sit and just have my time and just do what I want to do. But I got to do hard 15 minutes. And I'm like, 15 minutes is nothing. It's nothing compared to just being able to chill to whatever you want to, just doing whatever you want. Just 15 minutes. You got 15 minutes. And uh, do you? I'm amazed you can sleep the night before, though, because I'm such a fucking panicky Pete. I, I can't sleep even under good circumstances. How, what What do you do to shut your brain off the night before? Um, I usually watch a movie, and then I just uh, I like um, I usually just it sounds weird, but I uh, I usually have like a pair of fight gloves that I'm, that I'm going to fight in, and I just put them on, and I just like walk them, pace my floors, pace my floors, and just you know, shut up off a little bit and just envision what I'm going to do until I feel satisfied in my mind that I can rest. 
whatever. I can last yeah, 30 so. minutes. I can last an hour, but that's what I do. Whenever I used to get super stressed, like I feel like every fight is unique, though. There's other fights I was less stressed or. But there's times I feel like getting to me and I'm like, all right, what if I got a call right now that the fight was off? Would I feel better or worse? And I'd be like, absolutely not. I'd want to fight. So I don't know if that yeah. makes sense at all. I'd be like, I'm so, I'm like, yeah, why am yeah, I stressed? If they called me now and they say, all right, Matt, the fight's off, I'd be devastated. So what the fuck am I stressing? I enjoy fighting. I tried to really keep it simple for myself. I go, look, at the end of the day, I've been fighting since I'm a kid. I enjoy fucking fighting. I, why do I have to make yeah. it more in my head? And, and I just keep it simple like that. And, uh. That worked for me, but but everybody's so see, different. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's the biggest thing is just making making it simple, making it so simple where um, fighting is not this this big monster, and that's what tends to happen sometimes when you have setbacks like I've had. You know, like I've had setbacks, I've had you know devastating loss. You know, my my, my picture of me getting knocked out is all over the internet. It's, Everyone thinks it's funny as shit and it's something that I can never live down, but uh, it's part of the sport. You know what I'm saying? It's part of the sport, and uh, it, it, it does bring a feeling of anxiety because you're thinking, like, damn, I don't want to get embarrassed again. But then at the same time, fuck it. If I'm going to get embarrassed, I'm going to get embarrassed doing something I love doing. That's just the way I see it. Like, if I'm going to get embarrassed, I'm going to get embarrassed doing something I love doing. Fuck it. I don't care. And, and you're 37 now. You've, you've had such an amazing career up to this point. Do you like when, when you start to get to that point, and, and do you start to think like, all right, what do I want to do after I fight? Even though you're looking for the fight, you're focused, of course, on the fight. But do you, yeah. you that must wander into your brain a little bit? Well, and and what do you see for yourself? Like you know, after you know, say a few more fights, however many more you decide you want to do, what what, what is something you kind of look towards? Like maybe this will happen. Um. Well, I, I think that um, you know, I, I definitely enjoy the fight, but. Um, my, my 37 mind is a lot different than my 25-year-old mind uh, when I first started in UFC. So um, I, I definitely think about other things, and other things do begin to interest me. You know, I, I think about doing a commentating thing. Um, you know, I, I want to continue to work with the UFC in some capacity, uh, help out, you know, maybe, uh, you know, help out with, with the fighters and not the management, whatever the case may be, whatever you know, they need me to be as, but I like to stay as close to the sport as possible. Um, I want to do uh, kids' programs for the inner cities, kids inner cities where, where, where kids are really struggling to, uh, you know, to to, 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 to to be productive in society and not join these gangs that you see a lot of these kids join in Chicago and in South Florida and things like that. You know, a lot of these kids, they do these, these, these horrendous crimes because, you know, there, there really is nothing else for them to do. You know, and if there was a gym, a different kind of gang for them to, to join, a, a productive something to, to, to motivate them, then I think it could make an impact. Now, when you look at people who have left the game or, or left fighting, like, did you at any point have any indication that Rumble Johnson was going to leave fighting and, and kind of live a Cheech and Chong movie? Did you have any idea that was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I... But, you know, I kind of felt as if, like, you know, leading up to, uh, you know, the GC fight and stuff like that, you know, I kind of felt like he was he was on borrowed time anyways just because, um, you know, going to that camp, it wasn't a smooth camp for him. There was a lot of turbulence and stress going on between, you know, uh, with, the, with, with the Black Zillion splitting up and, you know, Glenn Robinson and 
the, the, the strife between Henry Hoost and, and Neil Blanton. And it was just a lot of drama, you know, and Anthony tried to stay uh, neutral in all of it, but, you know, his, one of his uh, good coaches was Neil and, and the other one was Henry, and they were on opposing sides. And, uh, you know, uh, Glenn Robinson was, was upset about the whole situation as well, too, uh, with, with Henry and everyone splitting off. So uh, there was a lot of, a lot of um, ego, a lot of childish behavior, a lot of things that really ruined Anthony's moment. You know, and that's one thing that my heart aches for Anthony because he didn't get a chance to go out there and, and have the performance that he wanted or he could have had because there's a lot of gymnasts. There's a lot of background noise. And given what he dealt with, I can see why he walked away from the sport. Sure. Ah, the damn drama. It's like sometimes it's like a nasty divorce and the fight is a court in the middle. <laughs> Especially a nice guy like Anthony Johnson. That's crazy. Yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that's the thing about it. Like, like people don't understand there's more to a fight than just getting inside that octagon and squaring off with somebody for 15 to 25 minutes. No. There's more to fight, and there's a whole backstory. There's a whole story behind what, what happened in camp and how that fighter is going to perform on, the, on fight night. Now, Rashad, since since 2005, when you broke on the scene with uh, The Ultimate Fighter uh, Season 2, you know, you won that season at heavyweight, and I was there live for that because we had Luke Cuomo fighting, and that would look like a damn monster movie when you were fighting Brad, uh, what was his name? Brad? Brad Ives. Yes, man. I was gigantic, man. It looked awesome to watch because you were you were landing mm-hmm. soup bones on him, and the guy was coming like Frankenstein. What a what a fun fight! Yeah. But uh, you know, again, that that feels like ages ago. That was back in two thousand and five, and since then you won the title, and uh, you had such an uh, amazing career and such great victories. You brought up that Chael Sonnen fight that you went in there and you made it look like a Gracie in action fight where you'd smoked them. Uh, now, with all these great moments you were talking about before, your fear of being embarrassed because that could that could happen to any one of us who ever fought in the cage, isn't it, it? Don't you feel it's worth the risk to feel those moments or those victories? Um, yeah, I feel it's worth it. I feel it's worth it because at the end of the day, you know, um, I, I came in the game with nothing. You know, I came in the game with nothing, and uh, um, it, it's always been, you know. Since the Ultimate Fighter, I told myself when I went to Ultimate Fighter, I was like, one more show, one more fight, and I get to go home. One more fight, and I get to go home. One more fight, and I get to go home. And that's what I used to to put it, you know, in perspective, for so so I can continue to fight without having the stress. And what I was doing it was I, I wasn't letting the results dictate, you know, me going out there and performing. And, and each fight was a new fight. Each fight was a new opportunity, but I didn't get attached to it. I wasn't getting attached to it. And um, it, it's hard, and, and a lot of people say I should stop and I should quit, but I don't feel the quit inside me. And I don't feel it inside me. And, and maybe one day I'll wake up one day and, and not be able to make the sacrifices that, that's necessary in order to compete with, with, with an up-and-coming fighter who, who's hungry like I was in the beginning or, or who, who's hungry and, and wants to really make a name for himself. When I, when I fail to be able to put myself through it and make the sacrifices necessary, then, then I'll decide that, that it's finished. I mean, by, by, by no means do I want to fool myself and to continue to get myself beat up and, and punch drunk and things like that, but, you know, I, I'm still in a place where I enjoy competing. And, and right now in this place, I feel like I can compete. 
And you fought John Jones. I mean, you you know, you went to a, you lost a decision to Jones. What did what did you think of the Cormier fight? Um, is is Jones when you watch him? I think you fought in two thousand twelve, so it's been a few years. When you watch him now, would you say this is the same fighter you faced, or do you see a tremendous difference in John now as, as opposed to when you faced him? Um, when, when he when he when I fought him, he was a, he, he would take a lot more chances. But now he's he's more cerebral, he's more calculated, and, and um, you know he he seems to be more more dangerous in, in a lot of areas. You know, uh, one thing that. Um, he, he's he's got it's just that 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 belief in himself, you know. And even in that fight when DC was pushing pace and fighting in front of him, he was throwing the best stuff at DC, and DC was pretty much walking through it. He didn't give in to his frustration. He didn't see any frustration on his face, and uh, you know he stuck he stuck with the plan. And eventually, one of those kicks that DC was knocking away um, made his way home. And um, you know he looked like a he looked like a god after that. But um, you know he he definitely I think in that fight he's shown um, some vulnerabilities. But at the same time, I mean he's been out for a while. But um, there's no doubt about it in my mind that I believe he's the best to ever put on the full clubs. Yeah, he is. It was it was, a, it was tremendous. I was just wondering what you thought because you had uh, you had all, you had also fought him. Well, look, man, uh, good luck. Uh, in this fight Thank against you. Sam Alvey, who's very tough, as you know, and he's a hard guy to figure out. So, um, you know, I know you're coming off three straight, but again, Chris Weidman just won after three straight. Holly finally won after, I think, three straight. So a lot of times people snap that streak. So uh, I, I hope you do. Yeah, good luck, yeah. Rashad. Well, I hope I do, too. Say <laughs> 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 a prayer right. for me, man. I'm going to go out there and give it all we've got, man. That's it. All right, That's all I can do. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Right. Yeah, Rashad. All right. All right, take care, man. Later, champ. All right, man. Good. He's a good, He's dude. A good dude. He's man. a really I hope good dude. He does well. Man. I do too, because I like him so much. I think this game, this game humbles you, man. You know what I mean? Like it really does. And I know, humble I, you. I put you in camel clutch. You hear the iron cheek? Yeah. I humble you. I fuck your ass. Whoa. <laughs> he says that. He does say yes. That. It's the he's best. Like hardcore. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as, I, I know the picture he's talking about. It's when he fought Leoto Machida and his eyes are in the back of his head. And it's a, it probably scares his children, man. It's a scary picture. And, uh, you know, listen, I've seen me getting backfist a million times. That's how I broke on the scene. This game will humble you. And that's a chance that everybody that goes in that cage sure. has a chance of. I, I listen, how about this? I remember when I went to go fight George St. Pierre, my wife wanted to go. At the time, um, what which the fight fuck is on my phone? Which fight? The my, first, my one? first one. And my wife wanted to uh, to go to the uh, the thing, and I, yeah. I wouldn't let her. She, we were engaged at the time. We got married a month after, and I wouldn't let her because I remember watching. Um, it was actually he fought uh, George Cepia for Jay Huron, and I remember the, the the camera the camera went right into the when he saw he beat down Jay bad. And when he was beating him down, you see in the audience, uh, I think he's, I don't know if they're married now, but at the time, Jay Huron's wife, just like you see her just break down, like just like you see, and it was like the camera like zoomed on him for some reason. Whoever did that deserves to fucking get strangled. But I'm like, <laughs> yo, that is just like, that girl might need therapy after that. I'm like, I don't want to do that to my wife, God, because oh, that's, okay. that, that's a possibility. So I told her, I go, look, because I knew fighting George, it was a me or him thing. It wasn't like I'm going to win a decision. I'm like, it's either me or him. Somebody's getting taken out and probably violently. Mostly, that's the way it's going to go down. So uh, I told that I wouldn't let her go because, you know, there's a chance it could have been me. That's it. Yeah, Thanks you were thinking of her. You didn't want her to be fucked her. up over it. Sure. I wanted to go in there with zero fucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
What do you guys? Are you uh, guys? Do you guys no, know so sign we got, language? We got Sergio Pettis calling in right now. Oh, he's calling right now. Yes. That oh, good, out. Sergio. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, buddy. You're talking to uh, Matt Sarah and Jim Norton. How are you? What's up, Sergio? Good, good, man. How you doing? Good. We were just talking. We literally just got off the phone with uh, with Rashad Evans. And uh, how long ago did you get uh, get down there? Uh, I got here last Thursday, so coming up on a week now. Oh, you know, it's funny. Rashad said he went down three weeks early because, again, just to kind of get used to the – you don't feel like you need any more time to get used to the alt- altitude. Uh, honestly, I feel pretty acclimated. Uh, everything feels good. I mean, I did prepare a little bit in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, used some elevation machines. So, I mean, honestly, I'm out here – feeling like pretty normal you do and uh you have to obviously avoid certain beverages and things like that but he said he got caught Rashad said he got caught after maybe three days he just ate or drank the wrong thing and it fucked him up for about a week do you have any fear of that happening uh honestly I've been staying in the hotel eating the hotel food and uh making sure that I don't mess around out here so honestly I've been feeling pretty good nothing nothing uh nothing's affecting me at all oh great do they advise you guys not to go out by yourself uh, yeah, they advise us to, uh, you know, be careful, but I went out a couple of times. I feel pretty safe out here, man, honestly. Sure. What'd you do? Did you just go out to a club or just go out, walk around and see the sights? Yeah, yeah. I didn't go to the cl- No, nah, no clubs. I'm, I'm here for business, so sure. I, I just uh, saw some sights, uh, went to a couple local spots, Walmart and stuff, uh, walked around the city. Felt, felt pretty safe. Is there anything better when you're on the road than a 24-hour Walmart? Because it's like fucking <laughs> 1 o'clock in the morning, you can go buy a DVD you're never going to watch. Like, oh, Men in Black 4, I'll buy that. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just went to the water bottles, but I'll probably go back tonight, go grab some movies and stuff. You know, it's getting close to that wake up time. Oh, that's what you do when you're cutting weight? You just watch a lot of movies? Yeah, well... Just to chill out, you know. What do you do the night before? Oh, sorry, Sergio. What do you the night before? Rashad was talking about how he he could actually sleep. Are you a good sleeper the night before the fight? Yeah, but the night before the fight, I'm out. Usually, once I get some carbs in me and some some food in me, I'm I'm out right away. Matt, oh, I thought Matt was going was to jump in. Hi. Um, uh, did you ever have? We were talking. We've talked a lot recently about uh, Tyron Woodley and the fact that he got booed and all that stuff. When you're when you're fighting, do you ever think of what a fan reaction might be, or like, hey, the fans are not enjoying this moment in the fight? Yeah, I mean, th- there's times where I fought and I I heard some boos too, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should push the pace, or maybe I should do some. Um, but you know, for for Woodley, I mean, that's a tough thing to do. Maya is such a great jujitsu fighter. I pretty pretty much fought him the same way Anderson Silva fought him. Uh, I mean, I, I guess fight Maya, he's, he's a deadly jujitsu artist. Now, do you think after he, um, <clears throat> and I know Woodley's your buddy, and, and you guys both train with Duke Rufus, yeah. uh, strategically, he took away the takedowns. Do you think he, he should have been a little bit more aggressive with, with trying to hurt Meyer after that, whether it's going to the body or fainting, going to the head, whatever the case may be? Do you, or do you think he was just content, or he should have been just content on just taking away uh, Maya's offense? Yeah, I mean, I think he, he did his task. Um, I also know that he heard his photo, um, I believe, in the second round. So, I mean, I don't know if that's why he didn't uh, kind of push the pace. But I I think he approached the, the situation uh, like a champion, man. I mean, he had to do what he had to do. And uh, unfortunately, the fans weren't pleased. But uh, any, any slip-up, you know, Maya, Maya will take advantage of you. And I think the shoulder thing is a is a huge thing. Like, I mean, if that shoulder yeah. was hurt, that's a total other conversation. You know what I mean? Compared yeah, to yeah. if it's not. I mean, so, you know, I mean, I didn't, we didn't, nobody knew that the night right, of the fight. Sure. So you got to give him some slack for that. You're taking away Damian Maia's takedowns with one arm. That's a big thing. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, 100%. Now, what, how do you feel with your brother, you know, getting, he's back in the, you know, he got that win, he's, he's, he's he got the monkey off his back. He looked incredible. I mean, is that is that motivation for you or what? Oh, yeah, it's motivation, man. I mean, I, I saw the, the dedication that he put in towards that camp and uh, just the stuff that he had to, I think, mentally have to uh, break, you know, like just uh, going out there and not putting pressure on himself and, went out there and flowing and i mean he looked great his last fight he went out there and he performed uh, his capabilities and he looked like he was having a good time doing it um now do you is you guys what kind of relationship do you do you guys have with each other uh we live together so i mean oh you do <laughs> yeah we were very close um my best friend oh okay that's really great to hear and it's never competitive or anything like that you guys just support each other I don't know. I mean, we're competitive, but, uh, you know, just in different ways. He's, he's like the most competitive guy I know. So we'll end up seeing who could drink the beer faster or who could, you know, <laughs> some dumb stuff. But yeah, he's always, he's always trying to compete with me. And are you guys sticking with that whole thing as far as not fighting on the same card? I remember you did it once and you guys said you'd never do it again. Why is that? Well, I, I don't know. Is that, am I getting that right or wrong, Sergio? Uh, no, I mean, uh, there was opportunities for us to find the same card, but, uh, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to the, the, you know, the situation. I think it'd be cool to fight in the same car as Anthony again. Uh, I think he just didn't want to have that, you know, uh, that pressure. Last time we fought in the same car, I lost my fight. So I think that kind of played into his fight, which I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, you know, it's, we have two separate fights. So, I mean, I don't, I don't mind fighting the same card, but. I think he just got some like uh, bad juju with it, so you know I'm letting him do his thing. Well, you also don't want to watch the fight. Like if you're fighting second on that card, it's probably harder because if you're fighting first, you're getting your fight done, and then you can watch the other fight and either feel shitty or enjoy it. But if you're fighting second, you have to watch all this and have all this emotional rush, and then kind of get up for your own fight. And it might be uh, more difficult to do that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, that's that's definitely probably um, kind of what happened that time. You know, I I took a, a TKO loss and probably um definitely affected him i mean i was in the back kind of down obviously and just pissed off so um i mean i could see why he wouldn't want to do it but you know I, at the end of the day it's uh, two separate fights we both have to go out there and control our realities and so i mean i think I, i'd be okay with it well your last fight versus john moraga i'll tell you i i felt you never looked better i felt you really put it together i believe that was in his hometown is that correct when yeah, you, that was in Phoenix. I mean, man, I mean, you didn't let that that home court advantage get to you. And I remember the next day saying, "Man, you were just on point." It, now, what do you? Is that just you coming to your own in the octagon? Is it all that experience that that you're from being in there? Both, you know, whether it's a tough loss or and and or your, you know, all your experience being in there is that just finally paying off? Or what? yeah, man, I think uh, I, I personally think that I uh, I'm starting to apply a mindset kind of. My career off, not with the mindset. I was just more happy to be in the UFC. Also, you know, put a lot of pressure on my shoulders. Being Anthony Pettis' younger brother, I, I kept thinking about that, and I kept applying more pressure to myself. And my last couple of fights, I just been going out there and trying to be the best Sergio Pettis I can be. And uh, I'm, man, I'm falling in love with this process. I'm, I'm, I love martial arts. I love every aspect of it. And when I'm out there, I'm expressing myself now. I'm not uh, this little shy kid. I'm, I'm out there expressing myself, showing my maturity as a martial artist as a, and, and uh, as an adult as well. And what's your thoughts on Brandon Morano? I mean, listen, like yourself, he's a young stud, you know, rising yeah. contender, I mean, in the flyweight division. What's your thoughts on him? 
Uh, I mean, Moreno's, man, Moreno's good at what he's doing. Uh, he came in the UFC, made a big name for himself right away. Three fight, win streak, fought some uh, top ten competitors, finished his fights. Um, he's, he's doing great, man. Um, I'm excited to fight him. You know, he's a hardworking athlete just like myself. We're both young and hungry, and we both want that title shot. And, you know, Saturday we're going to see who really wants it more, and I believe I do. Now, uh, you know, Duke Rupus uh, on Instagram posted a picture He's kind of detailing the success of, uh, of Rufus Sport, and he was listing upcoming fights, and, and uh, there, there was uh, it, there was, a, was something that included the line CM Punk versus TBA. Now, yeah. uh, as CM's uh, uh, teammate, was he was Duke fucking with people, or does, is there really a fight lined up? Honestly, I, I I don't even know. Honestly, I really truly don't know the answer to that. I right, push one I button for him. yes and two buttons for no. We'll understand <laughs> what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, man. Honestly, I don't even know. Uh, I, I'd have to ask you. He's in the other room, so maybe I could stop by. How, how was CM as a teammate? Because he's, you know, a lot of guys had good things to say about him, and some guys didn't. But I respected the fact that at 37, he kind of stepped in and was willing to uh, to train as hard as he had to when he was making a shitload of money in wrestling. Well, none of his teammates said nothing bad. No, 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 no. no. Oh, I mean, okay. not, no, no, not teammates. Yeah. I'm just saying people. Uh, when you talk MMA or fighters, yeah. no, no, no teammates. Yeah, man. CM Punk. Uh, he's a hard work, honestly. He was driving every day from Chicago to make practice in Milwaukee, about an hour and a half drive. Um, and he's just a humble dude, man. He's, he's really cool. Um, and and I like just the like you said, I respect the fact that he was came from wrestling to uh, you know fight. It's a whole different ball. You know, trying to trying to do it, man. He's he's he's, he's a dedicated athlete. Did anybody ask CM why he didn't just get a hotel room for a couple of nights? Fucking driving ninety yeah, minutes each way. What a crazy I, I, person. Yeah, I think I don't think he was uh, feeling the Milwaukee vibes. It's a little different out there, but uh, now nah, I think he's got a spot now in Milwaukee, like a little uh, a condo or apartment that he comes for uh, training camps. And uh, you know, you're obviously you're number six, and I think Brandon's number seven. So you know, and if you say you have a, a very decisive and impressive win over him, uh, do you think that puts you? How close to a title shot do you think that puts you? I think it puts me up there. I know DJ was calling my name out, uh, one saying that he he rather have fought me than Ray Borg. So, I mean, I think that definitely puts my name a, a little bit more closer to that title shot. Uh, I don't know how the UFC is going to feel about it, but uh, I think if I have an outstanding performance, that this could definitely put me in title contention. Now, why did he um, say you, you and not Ray Borg? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I'll go ahead. Keep why, why did he say you and not Ray Borg? Because I don't know if I would take that as a good thing or a bad thing. Like, he thinks he'd have a better shot at you than Ray Borg. Why is that? I, I think I think he said that just because I'm a more popular name than Ray Borg. Um, you know, they're kind of giving him some, some shit about the whole Dillashaw situation. So uh, I think he was trying to call out a bigger name in the five division, and now, uh, he brought me up. Now, divisions aside, how did you feel about that whole thing where they were trying to? I mean, I felt bad for Ray Borg just because they're saying like, you know, he wanted to push you out of the way and put TJ. How did you feel about that when when Cody got hurt and TJ said he wanted to fight DJ and and and, and uh, what did you feel was the right move there? I mean, I think uh, I think DJ, you know, took the right route. I mean, obviously, you know, Dillashaw uh, would just jump in uh, without having any fights at flyweight. Obviously, a bigger name. Um, never made the weight, but uh, I think Borg, is, you know, deserves a shot. He's fought the fights at flyweight, and uh, he's made his name through the rankings. Um, I, I think it was a little, you know, a little crappy, you know, that they did that towards Ray Borg. You know, probably made him feel not so good. But you know, it is what it is, man. We we got to build our brand, and he's got to build his brand to be a bigger brand, so that 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 doesn't happen. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a catch twenty two because you don't you you don't want to jump the line. You don't want anybody just cutting in front, and you don't want the division to feel like I guess disrespected by everyone being put in a back burner. But then again, the business is they have to get the most eyes on the fight, so it's I guess trying to find the balance in that. Yeah, man, that's that's the hard part. You know, it's uh, fighters that, uh, but we also got to be entertainers, and um, you know, that's what it is. It's part of the game. Well, you're fighting. Uh, you know, you're the main event, and uh, what kind of pressure do you feel from the main event? Because you have to do the additional press and all the extra work that a lot of the other guys don't have to do. I think I'm used to it, man. I came in the UFC uh, with high expectations, and uh, I had a lot of the the press before. So, I mean, this is something that I've, I'm used to. I've grown up in the sport, and I've grown up around the press now, and uh, I feel feel comfortable, man. I don't feel uncomfortable at all out here. I mean, besides the fact that they're speaking Spanish, and I really don't speak Spanish that well, so <laughs> that that might throw me off a little bit. But uh, other than that, I feel very comfortable out here. I feel like I'm going to go out there and have uh, a breakout fight for fighters. Well, this uh, UFC fight night is this Saturday, August the 5th, 10 p.m. from Mexico City, Mexico. And the uh, FS1 uh, prelims and the Fight Pass prelims is really, really good fights all night. So uh, good luck, uh, Sergio Pettis, number six, fighting Brandon Brando number seven. So either this is a very very important fight for either one of you guys because it, it definitely pushes one of you down and one of you uh, up probably at least two notches. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you guys for having me, man. Make sure you guys tune in August fifth. It's gonna be a hell of a performance. Absolutely. Take care, Sergio. Good luck. Take care, sir. Thank you. Be good. Thank you, man. Peace. Take care. Nice dude. I'm surprised he only went there. Uh, well, like Rashad goes there three weeks early, and he goes there like five days, six days early. That's pretty yeah, impressive. This, kid, this kid's wind has never been a problem, you know, and uh, he yeah. said he was up in Albuquerque, right? But even for Kane, it was a problem. If you remember yeah. when Kane went and, and, and fought, that was that Fabrizio Verdum? Yeah. Like, that was a problem for Kane, whose cardio is never an issue. Yeah, Verdum was there for like a month. Verdum moved down there pretty much. Yeah, I mean... We'll see, but this kid, he's looking great at 23. Look how mature that kid I know. is. I know. And I'm he's got 43. Seven... I'm an asshole. You're not an asshole. You're Thank just a you. silly goose. I am silly, Jimmy. Isn't he, uh, I want to say he's 15 and 2 at his age, yeah. and he's 23? That's yes. a tremendous amount of fights. Uh, 17 fights by the time you're 23 is a lot of fights. I dropped the ball when you asked me if I fuck it. You know what it was? Sometimes I'm about I to say you? something. And then you go, oh, I thought Matt was going to say something. And I was. I did. I don't like But then by the time that happened, like in my head, I had the question. And then there's like a midget on a tricycle. I don't know what goes on in my head. Jot it down. I jot down thoughts all I the should time. do that. He threw, he threw his pen at me, though. He couldn't. He couldn't. Oh, hold on. Uh, I had to do that to get your attention. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, hold on. I could take it something out. down. Oh, look at you writing Boom. something. Pen. Tell Chris pen. I just say I wrote that down. No, there you go. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, I didn't know what I was saying. So it's one of those. I think Matt and I do pretty good without without bumping into each other. But once in a while, like again, being in the room, you could see. And at one point, I thought Matt was going to. No, talk, I think so. I I gave you the signal where I wanted to say something, the and then you looked Matt, at me, and I'm like looking off at the space. The signal Matt gives. I don't know if you guys can tell. He does this. He hits the table. Did you everybody right, hear it? Distra- <laughs> it's distracting, but yeah, yeah that, that means Matt wants to ask. Well, I, haven't this, see, I haven't seen a movie in a while. I want to go see a movie. I want to see Baby Driver. Uh, what I hear, baby driver. What is it very about? Uh, a bank robbery. I hear it's very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Doug Benson in today, actually, and uh, we Where talked movie. Did he around. give you any weed? He did not. I don't. I don't partake. Oh, I'm sorry. Me, I'm not me. a marijuana smoker. Yeah. I'm a good person. Yeah, I'm a good person. Well, why don't you think I'm a good person? Because you're a, a, a druggie. You think I'm a druggie? <laughs> well, maybe not. All right. <laughs> I never did. I never did any hard drugs. No, me neither. Never. Well, I never even never even tried cocaine. I lied. I did a few. Did you? Yeah. I don't judge you. I did cocaine. I don't judge you. I don't judge you on anything. You shouldn't. I hope not. Fuck. You wouldn't be able to look at me. I don't me think we'd did. be doing this podcast. No, not at all. It's all crack pipes of different size and consistency. All right. Uh, Jimmy, <laughs> let me tell you, we have such a good time in here. I love this podcast so much. 
And uh, <laughs> I do. I have so much fun hey, doing this. We're touching. We're, we're touching people. No, we're not. Well, no, we're we're. we're, we're it gave we're out wrong. People. We're reaching people. Like that, yeah. that one I read before, yes. that little uh, message. Yeah. I also read another one today. Someone called me a fat midget. It's not what I meant. Fucking asshole. Sorry, you're a midget. I don't think it was a fat midget. I think I was. They would never say that to your face. Projecting. Though. They would never say that to your face. How are your calves? Oh, they're powerful. Yeah, they really are. So my Kamoras. I got some off today. Good, good. Oh, it was fun, Jimmy. Matt comes in glowing. I always know when Matt's gotten laid and uh, strangled somebody. Both? This morning, both? Yep. Not at the same time. No, no, not at all. No, I spread it out, you yeah. know? My wife, oh, so, so, she's a giver. Yeah. Because, you know, I was, I didn't wake her up this morning, and you know, I was going to leave. She's like, oh, I thought you wanted to, because, you know, I just got back from LA, and I didn't, and I haven't gotten action in a little bit, so she knows I'm pent up. It's like my my eyeballs are floating. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not with pee pee. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. So anyway, so I had to get something out. So she hooked me up. Want a quickie? Yes. It's not even. A, shouldn't even be a question. Yeah. Do you want a quickie? What do I? No. You think you think you think I'm gonna say no, Jimmy? No. Why would you? Fuck. Because I'm an animal. So anyway, I got that done quick. And <laughs> listen, I did. And then and then I went. I trained a little bit. It's the same story, Jimmy. Same story. Different 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 day. Different day. Check. You checked out already. Didn't Not at you? all. I'm right here with you, buddy. All right. Anyway, did Doug Benson give you anything to give to me? Did not. All right. Jimmy, we're going to have to get out of here. What else do we want to talk about? Anything else? No, we covered everything. I and we uh, hopefully should. we'll have John. Uh, we're trying to get John on the show next week because he's going to be in New York. We might, we might even tape on a different day. Nobody gives a shit. I'm just telling you that. We would love to have John on the show in studio uh, after such an amazing win and, and an amazing time in his life. We talked, you know, he had a real kind of shitty times for a couple of years. And you can see he's just high right now. He's feeling so good. He's, he's just on top of the world. So good for John and, and good for DC to kind of make a statement. Hopefully his head's in the right place because he's such a good guy. And uh, tune in to uh, Fight Night this Saturday night, 10 o'clock. Um, Brandon Moreno against Sergio Pettis is going to be great. And, of course, uh, Sam Alvey against our pal Rashad. What's going on over at the Borgata? I'm doing my shows. i got two shows on Saturday. But you go to the early show. This way you can still watch... Yeah, the fights. Come yeah. to the early show that we got this Saturday. Yeah, I, I love the fights. I do too. Yeah, that's why it's good we're doing this podcast. And that's why it's good because we get a fucking we get that fight pass. That's the best. Because if is. I come in, a lot of times I come in, I don't watch the fights on time. I roll in at midnight. I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna watch the fights. And I, I watch, do. You know how many times I watch? I watch Aljo's fight like three times, four times. He did. I did. I'm, I'm proud fight. of Aljo Sterling. So good. I mean, he's a he's a he's a good man. He's yeah. a good person. He is. I'm proud of him. All right. All right, guys, listen to me. We could do this all day, but we're not. Yeah. Are you going to Penn Station? I am. I'm going to tinkle. All right. And we're going to go to the Maybe subway. Maybe we'll have another guy give us a bigger like green balls. That's your, hey, Chris, producer, you're welcome. I really don't, appreciate it. Don't say nothing no. to you. No. I'm going to punch him. Hey, go play with your balls. All right, yeah. we're out of here. Bye-bye. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.